0: friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And it is December, everybody the ho! Snow. ho, ho. <laughs> the snow is falling it's cold it got cold here really fast uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know why i'm not impressed no it's not great but however you know what it does lend itself a little bit to the season especially because we're pre-recording
1: episodes so it's not actually december when we're recording <laughs> they don't need to know that i was just thinking that when you were saying that it was cold i'm like watch us have a heat wave in december oh 100%. When we're talking it's like completely moot at that <laughs> it's gonna point. be
0: it's not even gonna be like snowing or nothing will have Happening, but right be
1: listening, going like what?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, but. Right now there is snow on the ground and it's cold. <laughs> and it's cold. So, you know what, it's really appropriate. Yeah, it's uh that holiday it's the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh dang, it just got so festive. <laughs> I should be wearing a Christmas sweater for this and I'm not. <laughs>
1: like a hat.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh well, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, we're kicking off the month of December with everything holiday cuz why the hell not? Why of not? Course. Just for fun. We're talking about All things to do with holiday reads and holiday read adaptations for the whole month of December. Fun
1: fact, not as easy to find as you'd think. (laughs) Maybe not
0: as easy to find something that we like that maybe isn't a Christmas carol. Good God. Or um, Little House in the Big Woods. Was that a
1: Christmas movie or was that more of a winter movie? I think that's just a winter movie. I don't know how you're thinking of it. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously thought that they had Christmas in that Well, they might, but they have Christmas in
0: Little Women as well. That doesn't mean it's a Christmas book. (laughs)
1: I grew up in a Christian Muslim household. We were very confused about what... (laughs) We don't know what holiday
0: it is right now. What are we celebrating again? It's okay. I'm at the point now with i have an eastern european fiance <laughs> and every single year he's like what day
1: is christmas on again because they don't celebrate it <laughs> like, over there my husband's jewish so it's like every year on christmas day he's like you know we could just eat chinese food and go see a movie <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and i'm like that doesn't sound like the worst idea in the world no it doesn't christian mother will not have it yeah so.
0: she's like whoa 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 Where's there buddy where is the turkey Um, Anyway, uh, we decided... I don't know why. You know what? No, it was funny anyway. It was terrible, but it was funny. Uh We decided that, I guess, to kick us into full festive mode, we realized not too, too long ago that, like, half of the Hallmark Christmas movies are based on a book.
1: Who writes this garbage? You know what? I don't
0: know if the book is as bad or not. I couldn't say. I've not read any of them, and I don't plan to. So... um but we kind of figured you know what it would be fun to talk about a hallmark christmas movie because it's that time of year that everybody gets obsessed
1: with them but when we started looking up different movies to watch we realized that the plots are so garbage and short they're just thin that we needed multiple movies for one episode so what did we do we watched three. (laughs) In a row! <laughs> yeah, it was a, a triple feature of interestingly
0: epic Christmassy proportions. <laughs> there was so much sparkly lights and decor, though, so I guess that Everybody was Everybody nice. was
1: dressed in red and green. Oh,
0: red, green, and white were, like, the it. colors yeah. of these films. Anyway, uh, so we decided we would do that. So we watched three movies yesterday when we're recording this and decided that we got to watch them so you get to hear about them now
1: (laughs) you're gonna listen to our pain (laughs) to
0: everything that we had to do yesterday for you guys no i'm kidding it was
1: mostly for us but we also decided we would share it with everybody we did we to make it more fun we did create a drinking game oh yeah yeah we should talk about that when we get into it as well so we can explain what it is we were doing (laughs) um
0: but you know what we're this is probably going to take a while because we've got three movies to talk about so i think we should jump right in And we should talk about the first adaptation that we watched yesterday called A Bramble House Christmas. ...who gave me an extraordinary gift. It was the Christmas miracle she never expected. Welcome to Bramble House. It'll be you and just one other guest. Based on the acclaimed novel by
1: C.J. Carmichael, what, what do you do when you've been given a second chance at life? Autumn in reserve, David Hayden Jones.
0: It's yours to choose. One
1: of the 12 most wonderful movies of Christmas.
0: What if this is where I'm supposed to be? A Bramble House Christmas, premieres Sunday, November
1: 19th at 9 On Hallmark Movie and we decided against kittens mittens at christmas just for your information <laughs> nine nine kittens of christmas or something <laughs> Nine
0: kittens. someone some somebody somewhere at some point is going to listen to this episode who's like obsessed with hallmark christmas movies and they're going to know exactly what we're talking about even though i'm sure no one else does so anyway a bramble house christmas was the first film we watched it's from 2017 and is based on the 2015 novel uh by cj carmichael uh my from what i'm kind of briefly reading here it pretty much has like a very similar plot like book to film so there's not like a yeah, huge difference say. between the two of them so i guess there's that i mean you know that's something um god this was the first film that we watched ironically we watched them all in order of the date that they premiered oh yeah we did yeah, like yeah the i did oldest to newest yeah we yeah. did and i didn't mean to but we did it um which is fine i guess <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, man, this movie was a really boring one to get through. I think this was definitely the most boring of the three that we watched.
1: I mean the only thing getting me through it was like looking at the actors and like being like, God, why, why are they looking like that? Why um, do they all not look like they want to be here? Yeah, like every single one looked like they just didn't care about being in this movie. Oh, no, they don't um, at all. Except like Autumn Reeser, who used to play Taylor Townsend on the OC. Yeah. Um, that was one of the only reasons why I suggested that we watch this movie was because I was like, oh, look, Taylor Townsend. Taylor's in this one. But um, she looked really tired in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and just like she didn't want to be there. Um, Um, Maybe she also realized what this movie was
0: like halfway through and she was like, oh God, why am I doing this?
1: Yeah. So it's basically the story of um, this woman played by uh, Autumn Reeser, Taylor Townsend. Um, Her name is Willa. Willa. Fairchild. Sorry. She is, she had been like a personal care nurse for an elderly man who has recently passed away and the beginning of the movie she's receiving a letter saying that she's been left something from his will. Uh, in his will mm-hmm. and um we quickly find out that you know she's been left about a hundred thousand dollars from this man um and he's also included like a one week full paid trip to bramble house which is like a little cutesy cottage somewhere b&b in uh, well
0: they in the film it's in oregon i was actually just reading really briefly the synopsis of the book and in the book apparently it's in montana
1: Oh right. Well, they live in don't they live in like Missouri or something? No, um, Minnesota. Minnesota, she said, right? Yeah, it's all the same to me. Minnesota, uh, Minnesota. Sorry guys,
0: our geography of the U.S. is not, <laughs> not very good. good.
1: Um, and she lives with her son, and so she and her son they go off to uh, Bramble House, uh, where they meet a cranky old lady who's named running, Mabel Bramble. Who's, Mabel Bramble, <laughs> yeah. that's her name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Runs the place. <laughs> her name's Mabel Bramble. <laughs> You don't notice it because no. you forget that her last name—her last name is actually Bramble. You could—it could have just been called Bramble House. Yeah, but they keep calling her Mrs. Bramble,
1: so that's fair enough. Yeah, I but didn't they call her know. Mabel all I the time. I didn't realize her oh. first name was Mabel. Mabel <laughs> Bramble. Anyway. <laughs> So they meet Mabel Bramble, and she's she's quite grouchy and walking on a walking stick. Um, but what's also going on kind of as they're flip-flopping yeah. between scenes is that we get introduced to
0: Finn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not Mabel Bramble, to Finn and uh. his sister. So these are the children of the old guy who passed away um and they're like just like you know they haven't been left anything they're just rich in seattle
0: apparently they're just rich
1: in seattle um and they're really mad that willa got left money and they're obviously like oh well she obviously tricked him and like why would the old man leave her money um the other thing is that i noticed and it took me three movies to realize this um hallmark is really good at product placing their own like cards oh my god yeah (laughs) christmas like decor and stuff um so we were doing this throughout we were like looking up um the products that they were placing so in the first movie that we watched this one they they receive like a a christmas card from their dad and it's just it's like a hallmark love card. your father yeah. and i'm like who would write that <laughs> like that yeah like yeah scribbled. and
0: he's he's just left them this with like a note basically like a letter to them but he's not left them anything um as far as his estate or in his will both of these people seem to be very well off yes um but of course yeah finn is immediately suspicious um <laughs> I do understand Dumbies,
1: suspicious. a l- suspicious. let just
0: don't be suspicious. Anyway <laughs> uh, uh, I do understand. I do understand though. God we're off topic today. I do <laughs> it's of Mabel Bramble <laughs> Oh man. I do understand why he would be like to be fair, even if you were estranged from your parent yeah. and they were like, hey, I've left to this random nurse's aide, basically, who I, you know, who only took care of me for like three to six months, however long it was. Um, Yeah, I can understand that you'd Probably assume that she conned him out of the money somehow, Mm. or that they had some. I would assume they had a sexual arrangement of some sort. Personally, they were insinuating. Mm. I guess so, but it's hallmark, so they're very (laughs) PG about it, and they're not going to come right out and say that. No, that's it. So Finn decides that he's seen that you know Will is going to be going to Bramble House for these couple of weeks over the holidays. So he decides he will go there and you know not tell her who he actually is, do some recon, and figure out whether or not she actually did this to their father and so then here's your fake conflict that exists within this film oh yes
1: and you know what's funny is that like at the beginning here okay so we were watching this and my husband's like standing there watching it too and he's like okay so these two are the villains of the story and i'm like (laughs) i don't know because i think that will is supposed to be the villain but um you know the main actor there finn um he just looked so tired oh he did Um, he didn't he looked kind of evil and like he really didn't want to be in this movie um he looked bored a lot he looked really bored but I think what got both of us was that in this scene his sister is the one who's like are you sure like that you want to like you know take her to court over this like once you do it you can't undo it and this isn't okay kind of thing he's like no we're gonna do this yeah and then like somehow I think they forget that that was like the the opinion because then like halfway through the movie like he's the one who's like oh I don't think we should you know, send in the paperwork, and she's yeah. like, yeah, we have to, and I'm just like, okay, so yeah. we really don't care.
0: So as like, okay, wait, as a, like a brief <laughs> explanation, basically, they want to file an injunction that's it, that's um, in order to get the money back from her, because they feel that she's gone about this in like, you know, a coercive sort of manner, mm-hmm. and she coerced their father out of $100,000. But Finn needs to prove it. But he needs to prove it, and of course, there's always a fucking time limit, he needs to prove it by December 31st.
1: Which was the other... Okay, so for our drinking game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of them was every time there's a fake conflict. So there was a lot of those. Yeah. Um, and the other the other one was um, whenever there's a dumb rule that has no explanation but other it's just than there. to move the plot along. Oh, all. yeah.
0: And this was one of them was that, of course, it has to be done within like a week and a half or two weeks yeah. to December 31st specifically. So right. uh, everybody winds up at the same place together. Of course, you know, you've got every single trope that you could think of you know he shows up about to go find this person and accuse her of something but of course he shows up and there's like an attractive woman there so he immediately is surprised by it and then is doubly surprised when she's a single mother with a small child and is like like all of a sudden like ooh, ooh, no can't talk to her about it now because the kid threw me off which
1: i'm like why would he why would he i don't know why does that anyway yeah, so so he meets her, and there's, like, you know, I think there's this attempt at making it seem like, you know, there's some chemistry there. There was no chemistry between no, these two actors. Nothing. No, the leads didn't have any chemistry, which didn't help. So there's no. just you know, I don't want to spend too, too long
0: on each of these because like we said, the plots are like fairly thin in Mm. these movies, but basically they spend, uh, much time getting to know each other in his case under obviously the guise of just not being who, you know, he says he is. I mean, he is, but he doesn't use in his professional life. He uses a different name.
1: Yeah. He's an illustrator of a book called Everyday Sam. Everyday Sam. Yeah. Um, and her son loves it. This is the other thing. There's always a child in these movies who's acting a lot younger than they obviously are. Oh my are. god. And it's just really uncomfortable to watch, It's I just find.
0: weird because they're all like 12 and they're acting like they're 6 and yeah. you're like, oh god, I hate it. There was one that I watched just randomly a while back that was like that, that the girl was saying they specifically gave the girl an age of 10 because it was in the dialogue, but she looked like 14. And I was like, oh man, you can't do that.
1: Yeah, like this kid is like in, I guess he's trying to act like he's like six, but he's obviously like 10. Yeah, like 10. Really, it kind of throws you off a lot. Um, Anyway, so he befriends this man and anyway everything's honky dory. You got a little bit of conflict here and there.
0: You have a love story. Mabel
1: Bramble falls in love with the <laughs>
0: fake Oh yeah Santa. the fake Santa. The guy who goes she just gets like a side plot that probably would have been more interesting than this oh, totally, actual yeah. movie. I want where, the adventures of Mabel Bramble. Yeah that's it where this guy Ken I think comes to the B&B every year at the mm-hmm. holidays and he because he plays like the town Santa for the kids and stuff mm-hmm. and she's like never let him in and never let him like, you know, they've been at this for like 20 years and she's never really given them the time of day. And so 22 finally, two
1: years she leads him on. Oh, yeah, that's
0: it. So then finally, this is the year where, of course, because you know, Willa and her kid are there and you know, they like open her up to new possibilities, blah blah blah, la la la, all that beautiful stuff. <laughs> she decides that she's gonna get together with this guy who's been pining after her for two decades, oh, which is God. just wild.
1: Yeah, so. Anyway, his sister shows up. Everything kind of comes to a head because he's like, no, I don't want to submit the injunction. And his sister's like, yes, we want the money. Um, They find out that um, the dad actually left the money to Willa because she was drowning under medical bills because her son had been really ill for two years. He almost died. As I said to Megan, if this were like, realistic. It would probably be more like a million dollars of medical bills. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: you know what? That's actually a funny little thing. I was just reading through the plot of the book. In the book, it's only $50,000. Interesting. So they actually kicked it up a little bit which I was like okay well that's good you
1: know when we were watching this because we streamed it the Mm -hmm. synopsis on the side it said $50,000 oh
0: well they got that from the book synopsis
1: right (laughs) and I remember seeing that being like wow they made a whole movie over like a dispute of 50 grand I know okay um apparently they made a whole book so (laughs) yeah well there you go so as you can tell um you know this our interest in this is waning already oh my god um, yeah so, uh, be, yeah cool. of course
0: she anyway. finds out that he's actually the son of the man mr conrad who passed away yeah. she gets upset that he lied to her and then <laughs> they have
1: the lamest chase ever oh
0: yeah she's literally like three blocks away from the house <laughs> she's like i have to go <laughs> after her and she's not even at the airport it's not even anything no. like that exciting They like stop
1: to go look at a christmas tree and he's like there they are yeah um, and then of course else. he's you know i love you All that cute stuff, blah, blah. One kiss and then abruptly
0: end the movie. Yeah, your one Hallmark kiss and then we just assume everybody's good. Well, I think, you know, that's not true in this one. We have a little flash forward to like maybe a few days later or something where they're like to get or like the year after I mm-hmm. think when they're celebrating or something I don't remember what it is I forget if it's like that same year or if it's the year after when they're celebrating again because Willa now has taken a job at Bramble House oh, or whatever and all I that I did crap. not even
1: pay attention yeah
0: <laughs> it's just something like that so we get a little bit of a flash forward and that's it um this was horrible but like so boring that so I was boring. just like oh my god like it didn't even have anything like even remotely more charming or funny to make me like it more. yeah
1: <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. The only thing keeping me interesting was the drinking game. Yeah, it was great.
0: <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was a good one. We had like
1: various rules that I haven't outlined here, but yeah, um no like zero stars for this movie. yeah no like, like
0: one I guess if I have to give it a yeah. star I'll give it a half a star or like a one star it was terrible it was really really fucking boring
1: it was it really was I Did not enjoy it at all so we figured that we would try and redeem ourselves by then watching pride prejudice and what was it festivities mistletoe mistletoe oh yeah <laughs> Charmed Darcy Fitzwilliam. We should all be so lucky. Maybe it's not so much luck. Maybe it's, you know, hard work. A little luck. Lacey Chabert and Brendan Penny jolly it up this Christmas. I definitely won. You're the pro and
0: I'm the con. I don't
1: know if you want to call yourself a con. You want some help now? It's tradition. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe on Hallmark Channel. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think so- the most fun was trying to spell the word mistletoe. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, we were terrible when yeah. we were looking for it.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so Pride, Prejudice, Prejudice and Mistletoe uh, came out in 2019, and it is based on the 2017 novel by Melissa Dilla Cruz. So this one again. This was another one that we did that we picked up first of all because we were like, oh, maybe it'll be more fun because it's like a vague take on Pride and Prejudice, obviously based on the title, um, and it's got Lacey Chabert in it, who's Gretchen Wieners from Mean Girls. <laughs> we fucking love Mean
1: Girls, and she has not aged
0: no, she a the minute. Same. Yeah,
1: good for her. Good for her. Seriously. Go, Gretchen Wieners. Go,
0: Gretchen Wieners. She just she looked great. Yeah. anyway. <laughs> um. So. Uh, Pride Prejudice and Mistletoe is basically she's the lead I think Lacey Chabert is really popular over at Hallmark she's in a bunch of their stuff she is she plays a woman named Darcy she goes back to her hometown at Christmas um, to help her parents with this big fundraiser that they run
1: on a yearly basis for a charity. And she's like this like big shot, like we're not really sure what she does finance but it's something mumbo jumbo. to do with like finance and like portfolios. So it's should like a hedge fund? I don't I don't know. know. But like they're trying to demonstrate like how cutthroat it is and so she's being like Pushed out somehow by her by her partners, partners. yeah. She's
0: being like ousted by them and stuff just because she's away for like a week. Yeah, whoa, guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, so she returns to her hometown to help her parents and everybody out with their foundation that they have basically, and with their charity event, and while she's there, runs into a man named Luke Bennett, who is working as the caterer right. for the event, basically, because he's recently purchased a, oh, yeah. a small tavern in the area, I think, and he's revamping that. Right, um, And so, of course, you've got your play on, like, Darcy and, you know... Uh, Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth Bennett, but of course they've swapped it, except that they have not the perso- swapped the personalities, the personalities at all. Have not
1: swapped, no, no, because
0: he's still you know very full of himself and stuff for quite a while, and is like very smarmy <laughs>
1: about everything. But like not in like an I hate him way, kind of like a oh he's he's cute. just a pain in the ass, yeah, kind, kind of, way. of annoying, but like whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Um... He definitely was more charming than the lead. Oh of yeah, the other movie he was he was trying a lot more, and oh, they yeah. gave the
0: character more to do, oh, which definitely. I think probably helped. A little mm-hmm. bit, so, um, and also like everybody, I guess everyone in it seemed like they wanted to be in the movie more, right? Like Lacey Chabert oh, was definitely. more like more involved, and you know what's his name, Brendan brendan kelly or something whatever the guy's name is anyway I think she also he was also wasn't
1: forced to be dressed exclusively in red green and white no god good for her she maybe had she some just blue in yeah there too. she had
0: some other colors in there too and it wasn't i guess this one it was just taking place at christmas it didn't feel like so christmas that mm. i was like jesus christ guys like yeah. i'm just gonna go throw up in the corner like there's so much fucking christmas in this movie which i know is like it is like the point—the point of a Hallmark Christmas movie. But eventually, I find that it just gets so almost cloying, like to look at. You're mm. like, oh god, there's so much decor everywhere. Yeah, you could have
1: done this slightly more subtly.
0: Yeah. Um, so basically, this whole film is filled. This one I find is more filled with like you know, like the cliched things where it's like, oh, they wind up under the mistletoe again.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well, I mean that was the whole thing, right? Like pride, prejudice, and mistletoe. Yeah,
0: of course. Um, you know, and of course, so of course, it's it's the like your enemies to lovers thing, where apparently they were rivals on like the debate team in high school or something, and now of course they're pushing each other with new ideas oh, yes. and like they you did know, know each other. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They knew each other when they were teenagers, and so now they're like you know always like pushing each other to you know try something different or disagreeing with one another's ideas, and that's like their little thing. It's. Look, it's hallmark enemies to lovers, so it's like very toothless the way that they True. do it. Like it's not like a proper like, oh, we work together and we're fighting for something. Like you know, like when enemies to lovers is done properly, it's most people's like favorite trope. Basically, oh, people definitely. fucking love a good yeah. enemies to lovers story.
1: No, this this sucked. Like this was like a a very light. Um, and I I don't know. They, I don't even think they were enemies. I think it was like slight competitive rivals. Yeah, they were just
0: a bit competitive basically and that was about it, it, right? But of course they're forced to work together on all kinds of um, different things. The f- like the extra forced conflict in this one was definitely that her partners are like trying to oust her from her firm hmm. basically mm-hmm. um, and then of course obviously through their working together all the time they fall in love with each other. And then there was but this one too had a lot of extra little things like her ex boyfriend was also back in town because he's working oh with her dad God. Okay. on the foundation her ex-boyfriend
1: and her brother look exactly <laughs> the same they it did. kept throwing me off because I thought she had sexual tension going on with her brother yeah. and I was like okay this got way more interesting than and I her brother was there like with his wife or yeah. whatever right and I was like wow this is like wow this is like this we're is weird. for it here and Megan's like no that's her brother I'm like no it's not that's her ex-boyfriend she's like no they look exactly the same they do but her ex-boyfriend kind of looked like if um, Tom Felton and Daniel Radcliffe had a baby. Had a baby. um He kind of looked a lot like Tom Felton. He anyway. did.
0: There were some angles that I was like,
1: "Oh, that's weird." Yeah, with his <laughs> little velour suits that he kept wearing. Yeah, um. It. Anyway, so there was like a lot. I don't know. There was like a lot of like pointless like plot devices. Yeah, I think in we could this. have just focused on the enemies to lovers portion of it, and it, and it probably would have, would have made more sense. But they had to keep creating... I think we drank the most during this movie because of the
0: conflict. Yeah, because they kept being like, oh, but this is still going on with her firm. Oh, but people are asking her if she's getting back with her ex-boyfriend and stuff. And you're like, she's had like two conversations with that ex-boyfriend and everybody's asking her if they're getting back together. And I I was like, why
1: are they bringing this up? And I felt bad for her because like clearly the biggest issue in this woman's life was the fact that she was being like turfed out by her partners at work while trying to keep her shit together and doing this like... Charity ball that they were doing, which all <laughs> fell on her too. Like I really felt for this woman. I yeah, was like, I know. wow, she had so much to deal with. So much. Uh, and then
0: I think what I think what set us off with this one is that, of course, this is like a charity for, I guess, like underprivileged <laughs> youth. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> we're watching this. Okay, we're going and going, and then I just kind of <laughs> pause, and I'm like, Megan, I just need to just cl- make sure that I've understood this. They are throwing a charity ball party thing and their caterer canceled at the last minute no, or their, something no they no not the caterer the um, oh sorry the, the servers the wait staff, the wait staff you're right so i'm wait sorry the staff cancel at the last minute and they have an hour and everybody's <laughs> everybody in the group so a bunch of rich people they start being like well i could pitch in I could be a server, and I'm like, oh cute. That's nice. And then somebody goes, Oh, but we have all these underprivileged all the youth kids, who the are here. They're willing to help. And they go, Okay, cool, get them to do it. And then they go and they get ready for the party. And they let the kids <laughs> and the do teenagers. all the labor. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, did they seriously just do that in this movie? So this movie was terrible for this reason. Oh, like, I died. I'm just like, oh my god. When we realized
0: god. it, we were just, it was
1: just fits of laughter. After of like does anybody think that this is charming that that's like a it's great thing okay.
0: and there's like a throwaway line after about the fact that the kids were so happy to help out and i'm like oh my god yeah, it's like
1: we're throwing we're throwing a party to raise money for underprivileged youth and we're gonna make them work we're gonna make for them it. fucking work for it <laughs> and i'm like yay corporate america oh man it oh. shows so
0: much and then this one basically ends be uh, with, again, I, I think they inserted the forced conflict of her ex being mm. around just so that they could have a misunderstanding where he thinks that she's gotten back together with her ex, but she has not.
1: And it so even, he leaves yeah. and they need
0: another chase scene at the end. Oh,
1: it was so bad. Yeah. And this one too, it was like, okay, like Christmas kiss and we're done. Oh, that's all of them. That's everything. Oh god, it was so bad. It's boring. It's but so that's boring. what they all
0: that's what they all are. I'm telling you. That's what it is. Um, so that was Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. Still less boring than a fucking Bramble House Christmas though. Yeah,
1: but now that I realize that her name was Mabel Bramble, I don't know, I kinda like it <laughs> a little bit better. <laughs> just saving it for <laughs> Mabel <laughs> Bramble saves Christmas. <laughs> um, she didn't, though. No, she didn't. So that was number two, and we uh-huh. both agreed that it was, like, a little bit more interesting than the first one, but yeah. especially once we realized that, you know, child labor was included in it, and it was, like, really not okay, it was but just also so pretty, funny. like, funny that it came about that way.
0: Oh, man. And so
1: then we get to the third movie the third that we watched. Movie. And we- this was supposed to, okay, so when we were trying to decide in the order, I said to Megan, I'm like, okay, Bramble house christmas sounds the most boring out of these and you were right and i was right um based on the plot and you know just fyi that was these three movies were the ones with the most interesting sounding plots we had just based on the
0: synopsis that we read basically (laughs)
1: so so i was like okay bramble house first then pride and prejudice you know it might be better yeah and then we'll end with another crappy one and have like a crap sandwich out of them and sure enough The third one was terrible. Oh, so bad. But still not as bad as the Bramble House Christmas. No,
0: no, no, no. I think, yeah, we're going to write these at the end, but I still think Bramble House Christmas, I think everybody can already tell, is like taking the cake for the most fucking boring one. So then we hit our third movie, which we thought was going to be the most interesting, but I guess we might have been wrong. I don't know. None of them were good, but we might have been wrong about it, which was Boyfriends of Christmas Past maybe
1: you have but you just haven't realized it yet i'm not sure i see a future with you
0: what if all your bad breakups i'm ready to take a leap came back to haunt you before Christmas Eve you'll be visited by three more ex-boyfriends this Christmas it's
1: pretty obvious how he feels about you this is the future
0: give love a ghost of a
1: chance what is he doing? you pushed him away this can't be happening boyfriends of Christmas past it had so much potential for being decent well it
0: sounded like a fun plot anyway because it was like a Christmas carol thing and that could have been a fun thing to do so boyfriends of Christmas past came out in 2021 Mm. and is based on the what is it 2019 book um wait a minute i'm gonna check if i'm right about that yep 2019 book by erica marks um so this (laughs) we immediately were like oh this is hallmark attempting inclusion in their film oh my god
1: (laughs) we had a whole conversation i think our conversation around inclusion and diversity was more interesting than the actual movie it was as well the opening scene is um you know a bunch our, of friends playing of like friends. a
0: christmas trivia game or something yeah they're
1: playing like pictionary i think and uh you've got like you know your token asian girl you got your token indian guy yeah. your token gay cl- gay couple yeah. and a white dude uh, <laughs> and that pretty was much. it pretty much and so it was like look we're being diverse and and as i said to megan it's so like, obvious Ugh. I'm like, this is so frustrating when you see this in like North American TV when yeah. they're like forcing like this this illusion of being diverse, and they always choose actors who l- have the like the whitest traits as well, yeah, like, the, the look of them <laughs> yeah. when they when they get people to be in these movies, and you know, as I said to Megan, like if you want like true like a look even of like diversity in film or movies or uh tv if you just turn on the tv like from europe like england france they they have nailed it because what they do is they hire the best actor for the role that's what they do yeah whereas in north america especially like these hallmark movies it's like look at my crayon box i have one of every color yeah oh my god and it was just a fail in this movie it was so obvious what they were trying to do Anyway, so you've got your main character, Lauren. Is that her name? Her name is Lauren. Lauren. She's like a
0: marketing person, something executive, something, something.
1: And her BFF, Nate. Nate. Who's um, that really, really, really good-looking guy from Toronto? Yes, um, he's in Ginny and Georgia. Yes, and, and he, he was in that fucking Love in the Villa movie. Love that we in watched. the Villa. Have you which, guys watched that? It's so bad. We watched it, and i i think I've asked Megan like four times what actually happened in that movie. It was um, boring. It was so boring. Anyway, he's a really good-looking guy, so he's the main like you know love interest in the movie. But what we're finding out about Lauren is that she, she's commitment phobic <laughs> as fuck. She's commitment phobic, and so. Um, people are kind of, it, it takes so long, but I don't think it's that long to start getting to the ex-boyfriends, but it just feels like a really long movie because yeah. nothing actually happens. So, you know, they're friends, he obviously likes her, she's in denial, she doesn't want commitment, um, and then they start showing like her previous relationship, so she's visited on the first night and i really had a hard time with this one by a young guy um oh yes who was like her high school boyfriend her high I school think. boyfriend yeah. but she has no idea who he is Yeah, that was. Dumb. she's like who are you why are you in my place and he's like really you don't remember me like i'm sorry but i would remember a high school boyfriend if he showed up yeah like, he would look even exactly if he the same exactly the same yeah, i'd be probably, like what the fuck probably because he looks well, exactly yeah. the
0: same as he did in high school yeah i know it doesn't make any sense because she's it's a christmas carol thing right? right so she's visited so he says he's like your introduction then he's like okay you you're going to be visited by three of your other former relationships, right? Um, and at the same time, all of these of these are like dreams, quote unquote, that she's having, and they're all intercut with her day to day stuff and also her interactions with Nate, who is so obviously in love with her, oh, totally,
1: and so great too,
0: and really sweet, and really listens to her and stuff, and of course, so we get that. It's really bad too because I they don't treat it enough like what it is which is that like she's been a really shit friend to him mm-hmm. all of this time yeah. because she's constantly getting involved with guys who are not him and then spending her time breaking up with them when things get a little bit serious and the moment she does she calls him to cry on his shoulder but then you know is never interested in being with him in any more
1: than like a friend capacity except when other women are interested in him then she's like oh wait a minute and then she maybe i like him like she's just okay and also the actress like is so overacting in every (laughs) scene i'm like it's like she's in a commercial
0: yeah her facial expressions are over the top
1: yeah like it's like she's trying to sell something the whole movie and i just i didn't buy it i didn't like her at all um no and then they flash back to when she's in college and she's got this other really amazing boyfriend who's like the cutest guy oh ever. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> the guys
1: in this movie are very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Whoa. Um, so, anyway, so they go through all that. She breaks up with him, commitment issues. Every time. Every time. Yeah. Basically,
0: what it is is every single, any, in every flashback that we're getting and every single time that anything gets remotely serious, she's no longer. She doesn't want to pursue the relationship, so like you know, like her first boyfriend, I think, asked her to move in with him, and she said no, thank you. Um, You know, then we go through the second boyfriend, which was again a more serious one. They were out of college and like their twenties and stuff. Asked her to wanted to propose to her. Oh no, he didn't wait. No, 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 he
1: wanted her to meet his parents to meet his parents, and then she freaked out. Oh, sorry, that was the
0: sorry. No, that was the first one, and then the second one wanted her to move in with him. That was my fault. Okay. Well, the yeah,
1: the first one who shows up is her high school boyfriend. No, sorry. Okay, the sorry, the
0: second (laughs) one. So the second was the college boyfriend he
1: yeah he wanted her to uh, go home with him for Christmas and meet After his a year of dating yes. and she freaks out and dumps him. She panics and breaks up with him. Uh, then the one that she's with like kind of after college yeah. he asks her to move in with him after being with him for two years. Two years about And yeah. she freaks out and dumps him. Yeah. Um, and then the third one I couldn't tell you because I fell asleep. Yeah okay so the <laughs> third one I'll tell you
0: so the third one was her last relationship which I'm given to understand ended sometime within like the last year or so uh, they were also together for over two years was from what I understood from their conversation and they were traveling together again this always happens at Christmas because her mom okay this is another thing too the way they were talking about things we have intercut um Moments with her father and her stepmother, um, who's uh, Mr. Kim from Kim's Convenience, if anybody's ever watched Kim's Convenience, I love him. Uh, So he plays her dad, and her stepmom is also very sweet, and they've found each other and gotten married probably sometime in the last decade or so, but her mom... The way they talked about it, I thought her mom died around Christmas. She didn't. She left. Oh. Because she says to her dad at one point, like, yeah, like, I just can't think about it, like, when mom left us. And I was like, oh. I was like, whoa, okay. The way she couldn't deal with it, it just seemed like something that was severe enough to warrant... Like to have been her mother passing away and right. not uh simply leaving the family, I guess, yeah, I don't know whatever. I'm a child of divorce, so maybe I just think about it in a different kind of way, but it didn't well, it, it was wouldn't also elicit like, this kind of reaction from me, yeah,
1: I think like also, like your point was that in a lot of these hallmark movies, like they're very um waspy, oh yeah, and so um I think that the thought of bringing it up and being like a divorce situation would yeah. be like a big no no, you know, yeah, um so. Yeah. So I guess that was kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, right. So the
0: last boyfriend who visits her, I think his name was Logan or something. Anyway, he's another one. They were together for a couple of years. We're traveling together on Christmas and he proposed to her and she panicked, broke up with him again Mm. and again. Every single time she does this, she's... Calling Nate and, like, you know, using him as a shoulder to cry on, but nothing more when he's literally just waiting for her, honestly at this point. Um and you there's a lot. there's like extra conflict that's added to this as well because he's doing charity work and is asking her to help and to participate in it. But a lot of she's just a bad friend. Like she forgets to help him all oh, the she's time just she shows a up. Person. yeah, she shows up late a lot and doesn't really like. Do And, like, you know, doesn't really, like, show that she's very interested in what he has going on. So, eventually, he kind of hits, like, the end of his rope, basically. Mm. And so, there's one final time where she's visited by all of the boyfriends together. Mm. And they're like, we're just going to show you, like, you know, then here's your Christmas yet to come. Mm. So, it's like, this is what the future could potentially look like um, if you just continue the same way that you've been continuing this whole time. Mm. Um, And they show her... Nate out at dinner at this really nice place that he wanted to take Lauren to that she said no because it was too romantic of course and they're just friends Um, you see him at in the future at dinner with a woman who's shown interest in him Mm, that girl who was like he was speaking to and stuff Um, I'm assuming this is a couple of years down the road And he proposes to Mm. her, and she, and of course, this is a big no no for Lauren, and she's like, I hate her so much. But she, and he's like, you know, because he says something about wanting to marry his, like, you know, his best friend, will you marry me? And the girl reciprocates and says, yes. And she's like, I'm his best friend, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, but you're just treating him like human garbage. You're not a
1: friend. No.
0: So, of course, she has to have her whole Ebenezer Scrooge realization about things and come to, Of course, she's meant to be giving a big pitch for this, you know, her marketing job. She's been working on a specific account for the whole film. It's not important, but they focus on it a lot. Um, And, of course then and again instead of like prior like, instead of I guess like just doing things in the correct order she runs out in the middle of the fucking proposal that she's that they're like pitching basically like the pitch that they're giving mm. to the company that they're pitching oh, to right. she runs out in the middle of it and I'm like okay alright like that's stupid yeah,
1: another <laughs> unrealistic story because well, I'm like by... sorry you,
0: you're probably fired do you not care about that no. <laughs> anyway of course runs out off to where he's having like a, a charity thing for the work that he's doing and of course tells him she's in love with him he immediately forgives her and there's another kiss and then we flash forward to one year later um at her parents place for christmas i assume the following year and he proposes to her there and she doesn't panic and she says yes and they get engaged and roll credits no <laughs> yeah um super 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 cliche <laughs> this one's uh this one's basically the opposite this isn't your enemies to lovers it's friends to lovers this one Yeah, but i
1: hate it because she sucks yeah i know because she's a bad friend she's really bad like he can do so much better yeah
0: it was just, it's so funny she kept on she kept on panicking with all these guys who seemed really great and i was like okay this is definitely your problem uh, but what i hated about this and i said this when we were watching the movies i was like oh great so it's 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 fixed by magic dreams of ex-boyfriends. It's not fixed by, like, therapy to help her with her commitment issues or anything. Yeah, like, Megan brought this up. She's
1: like, I feel like instead of her needing a boyfriend, she needs, like, four years of therapy. Just to work through (laughs) some of it. Like, it's okay, but you should probably talk to someone about that. I just can't stand the bitch. Like, anyway, like, I don't think she... Like, all of the guys who she was with, they all seemed really great. They were, yeah. Super unrealistic. Like, if all... Four of my ex-boyfriends showed up in my dreams. I need a shotgun. Oh god, it wouldn't like, look like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, now I'm picturing. <laughs> oh, it's terrifying. Don't oh, think about it no, too thank much. Thank you. Um, anyway, that being said, you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it was not good. I think once again, I go back to this: like, why do we put media like this out in front of women? It's just. To set unrealistic expectations. Feeding here. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. um, Um, These movies were terrible. Let's rank them, though,
0: Shireen. (laughs) What was your favorite? (laughs) If you had to pick a least crappy one. I guess
1: the Pride and Prejudice
0: one. Agreed. I'd have to say, I think, I'm pretty sure we're both about the same. I think it would be Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe, and then it would be Boyfriends of Christmas Past, and then Bramble House Christmas right at the fucking bottom there. (laughs)
1: Like, I'm conflicted because, like, bramble house christmas was super boring and like it just felt like really fake oh yeah the whole way through and like nobody was trying no <laughs> but we did have mabel bramble um <laughs> just a name though um but the boyfriends of christmas past like i thought it could have been so good like the plot idea was not bad it's just that she was just terrible. Like I know, her personality I that, and also her acting. Like I could yeah. get past the personality if she wasn't acting like she was in like an infomercial. Oh my god, it was so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I think with that one it's just because there were a lot of characters to choose from and Mr. Kim's in it. So I was like, no, oh, yeah. I liked this one better. <laughs> yeah, no, I do, I do like the dude who is in Ginny and Georgia. Like he yeah. was the best part of Ginny and Georgia. If you haven't watched that show, great show. Yeah,
0: also watching, I think it was watching the two of them in the scenes that they were together. I was like, ooh, he's a lot More natural than she is about his reactions to anything. He's obviously
1: a much better actor. Yeah. And And it it shows (laughs) there's a disparity there. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Oh, man. This was, um,. It was an interesting evening yesterday. We did have fun with our drinking game part of it, though. I think that helped us through oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit oh, yeah. with some of these plots. Uh, but they were terrible. Wow, Hallmark, I can't believe you put this shit out on a regular basis and everybody just loves it so much. I can't believe people actually wrote books about these. But then again, I guess I can believe the yeah. books more than the movies. Oh, agreed. I think with I think that's the thing with books and with like sort of the power of your imagination yeah. when it comes to these things is that it's much easier for you to... To picture your own version of things mm-hmm. which is going to be a lot less terrible than mm-hmm. Hallmark taking it and turning it into like a rated G mm-hmm. kind of thing because depending on what kinds of romance these are too there would probably be depending on the author I have no idea there would probably be more passion involved mm-hmm. and more like moments of actual tension Yeah. where Hallmark is Hallmark yep. right They're, they were a greeting card company originally so their stuff is very tame Yeah. and so there's no like the tension isn't real tension Engine, you know what I mean? There's like a moment here or there, but it's really nothing oh, yeah. all and, that realistic.
1: You know, they're like movies to put on in the background while you're making cookies or something. And like, like not, yeah, not like actually decorating your tree. To. Yeah. The moment you sit down and really start watching them, you go like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And like we have the problem of like trying to like dissect it with an academic lens and it's like, what are you doing? You can't. Like, there's you no can't point. You can't do that. There's no point. No. Like they're just movies for the sake of making movies and product placement. They they had this product placement for these ornaments at one point oh, in one shit. of the movies. Yeah.
0: Yes. what was it um
1: oh it was hill something hill balsam hill balsam hill and like they just like showed the name and then they showed this really like nice box full of ornaments and i was like i'm gonna go look this up online i looked it up a box of 35 ornaments is like $350 U.S. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding that me right now? That so was
0: wild. That was insane. I was like, whoa, how much did they have to pay to put this in this movie? Well, I'm
1: sure that Hallmark must own that brand or oh, something. They probably do. Who knows? It's probably their upscale
0: something something brand. Wow. Anyway, Anyhoo. this is what happens when a greeting card company makes an entire network or two networks on television and decides to just turn it, churn out movies at the speed of light, which yeah. is really what they do. Um, so good job guys. Hey, you're laughing all the way to the bank. So I guess we should yep. really judge it all that much. Um, yeah. Wow. well this was fun (laughs) Mm -hmm. but do you guys watch a whole bunch of Hallmark Christmas movies like is that something that you do this time of year or do you just like avoid it completely Um, I want to know because I want to know how many more people do stuff like this so you can let us know over on Instagram at fully booked ca. you can check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better and be sure to come back next week for something probably a little bit more tame to do with the holidays Uh, but until then guys keep on reading